Hello and welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Two Hands and Her podcast. I am going to be your host. My name is Liam. Uh, this is episode 17, I think, in around that area. Uh, today I'm joined by, again, the two granddads. So, uh, Robbie, how are you both? I'll track about. Uh, not much, not much. Uh, any story, bud? Looking forward to the show tonight, tonight, sir. Yeah, kids are staying up late. They're they're lapping around the house there, uh, you know. So it's gonna be a bit of a mad madhouse now when I get off this call now. So it's more settled in the treats and stuff. Absolutely yipped up on sugar, yeah. Hundred percent. This is gonna 100%. pass out in there. Nice, nice. And uh, the other granddad, TJ. How are you, bud? You going to watch the Toy Story? Or Toy Story, Toy Show as well. <laughs> I was going to say, am I the favourite granddad? But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I watch it. I mean, it's it, it used to be actually terrible years ago. You'd be going out for a Friday night and the Thai show would be on and you'd be conflicted. But um, no conflict this year. <laughs> yeah, they've, uh, they've taken the conflict away from us. So there's no uh, internal struggle on this one. It's absolutely 100% watch the Thai show. Well, it, uh, like, you had to repeat of a Sunday anyway, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even though I watch that, uh, I'm a slab either though. I'm not watching that. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm just saying you could watch it though. I'm not saying you have to, I'm just saying you could. You could, yeah, yeah. You could. But fuck that. <laughs> right boys, so before we crack on, I actually did a tiny bit of homework and I checked back on all all the episodes. And Robbie, I did find that on episode eleven if you go to time of 27 minutes and if you play it from about 34 seconds and if you listen for about three seconds then you'll hear a big slurp of tea. And that's the, the proof. One slurp. One slurp. Is that all you're... That's all no, you got? no, just in that episode. I, like, I'll go back and I'll listen to the whole episode if you want. I'll write down every single time you take a, a sip of tea. But, uh, so this whole drama, this whole drama that's kind of rumbled on for it could be like three episodes now, you know, is based on one celebrity. Like, just let it go, man, will you? I'm not letting it go, no, because it's so fucking annoying, man. Do you know, do you know the only one will solve this, and it's Jessica Fletcher. She's the only 100%. one to sort out this first, lad. Now, someone might get killed, but it'll be sorted out. <laughs> Isn't that like a conspiracy theory that she actually killed a lot of people? She had to for information, I say, for books. I wouldn't be surprised now, Robbie. I think she did. Still, she might solve the slurping incident, though. Hopefully, hopefully she gets to the bottom of it anyway. It's already solved. already solved. I know who it is. It's already solved. It's fixed. No, it's an independent fact checker. I've checked yeah. that. Uh, they're false facts. It's, got their false it's done, Robbie. It's it's false fact. Fake news, fake news. Uh, to go away, would you? All right, look. I'm not having that. Fuck off, fuck off. Right, look, we're definitely going to bet on because, as we said today, we're definitely going to chase, we're going to chase this 40-minute episode, mainly because all three of us want to sit down and watch, uh, watch the Thai show. And I still have to do my uh, run to the shop for a few sweeties, so... We bet on. Uh, we'll start off with the rugby, lads, this weekend. And just want to talk about the big game, kind of mainly, so which is uh, Wales v England. So, TJ, how do you think that's going to go? Like, for me, anyway, I think uh, I think Wales are going to step up to the place. Uh, they have a couple of lads coming back from injury. And um, I think they'll give England a bit of a rack, uh, or a bit of, geez, I don't know what I tried to say there, a bit of a whack, I suppose. Um, but again, I can't see can't see Wales beating England. But uh, what you taking it, Teach? What, what's the story there? Well, the not to go back on history, but the one disappointing thing about say the Ireland England game last week was actually how poor England really kind of are in my eyes. I mean, they are there for the taking. So if you bring that into the context of a Wales team that were disappointing against Ireland. They have a lot. They have a lot to kind of play for. Instance. 
Wales are a very proud team and they're the kind of team that if you write them off, they could pull off a shock. So with England not really playing at their very best and Wales with a lot to prove, I could agree with you. They not do, but I expect a big performance out of Wales. If they're go- ever going to do it under new management, that could be the, the game that could step up in. How many times have I actually said this, that England aren't playing as well, they're not looking as fit. Like, I know you're in the power of massive defensive effort, but after about 65 minutes, they started to die off. And um, like, that's when Ireland kind of came around and then they scored their try. So, um, I do think Wales, Wales have a lot of fitness there, and I think they'll, uh, they'll show it up to England. Uh, any take there, Robbie? You know, you're going to agree with yeah. uh, us two here. You're going well, to go with, go with uh, England, I think they're going to win. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, don't want them to win. I want, I want to, anytime England play, I want them to lose, especially in rugby. Um, but I think they're going to absolutely yeah. steamroll Wales. To be honest with you. It's just kind of, Wales are just not at the races. They're just in free fall. And uh, I think they, like, they might kind of bring it back around for the Six Nations. But uh, I think definitely England are going to win. They're kind of big, physical. And like you see against Ireland last week, they kind of got tired. But like, the massive defensive effort they put in and they were kind of like right up in, in Irish faces like for the, for the whole, uh, for most of the game anyway, it kind of really broke Ireland in a lot of places, you know. So I think they're going to do the same to Wales and then they're just going to, uh, hopefully hopefully don't get a kind of, as kind of easy a try as they got against, as, as they got against Ireland, but um, I said they're going to beat Wales. The frustrating yeah. thing in England at the moment is they're not committing to the rocks. They're standing off and not committing anyone to them. And in other words, inviting the opposition saying, here, come on, take this off. And if you look at the tackle count, for, now I can't say for the previous English game, but if you look at the tackle count for the Irish game, I think there were nearly in double, double figures compared to Ireland. I think it could have been 100. Maybe. It was like 220 tackles to 60. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, at half time, I think we're well into the early hundreds, or it could be even more. And I mean, it's it kind of if you look at that, it's usually the team that are really under pressure has that amount of tackles. If you look at Italy when they're really under pressure against the team, they have to keep tackling and tackling and tackling. And for a team that's actually winning to do it. I don't know. It kind of goes against every sense of logic in my eyes, anyway. I don't know. I like. I think in rugby TJ, like it's the team that wants to defend. The team that likes defending is the team that wins. Um, I think it was even Andy Farrell that said it. Like you, know, you have to make your team want to defend, and then, like once you get the ball, attacking comes naturally. So, like the more you want the ball, or the more you want to be able to. The more you want to tackle someone, the more you want to set that defensive line, the more you want to be on that pitch. And it's like, that's what sets the tone for the game, is the team that wants to send more is the team that wants to win more. Um, that's, that's my view on it anyway. Uh, I think the better defence is always going to be the, 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 the team to beat kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I see it anyway. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense to me. I mean, the one thing about it is, what they're doing, they're getting fair play to. It is like when they're giving up as much territory as they're doing, you're kind of saying, will that kind of wash against if they come up against the likes of New Zealand, South Africa, the likes of that, that's where, but I mean, for Six Nations and that, yeah, I mean, fair play to them. And as much as I hate saying it, they're doing the right thing, to be honest. And that's where you, you have to see them kind of beating Wales. But I expect Wales to step up to the market. Yeah, yeah, I expected. I I'm going to give the first forty minutes a close game, and then I think England will uh, will pull ahead in the second half. And I think they're going to win by maybe two or three tries. But uh, again, that's that's just the way I'm going to see it, lads. Um, yeah. So speaking of big games, lads, um, Robbie had to tell me this before we started recording. But apparently, there is already a Is that right, Robbie? <laughs> Yeah, they're just this small matter of the All Ireland semi finals, you know, just kind of, you know I don't know I don't know if you've been living under a rock uh for the past week and a week, like uh <laughs> Well like, I've actually been living, like, under a, been living under a rock for the past seven months or so. 
Um, it's something called lockdown, Robbie, and it's a global pandemic. So there's even more more reason to get in touch with your with your Kilkenny roots and uh, your your hurling background and uh, just embracing it, you know, because it's been a savage hurling championship and it's going to be two uh, tasty games the weekend. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. How tasty? Who's playing? What's the story, Robbie? Uh, well, there's uh, the Super Cats against the Dacia, and then there's uh, Limerick and Go 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 Galway. Go 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 Galway. And uh, how do you think they're going to go? Um, I'll come to you in a second, TJ. You know, myself and yourself kind of took the rugby away from Robbie there. So I think I'll let Robbie kind of ramble on a small bit on, uh, on the hurling here. So, yes. Just a small no bit, though, because we, ch- we are chasing that 40-minute episode again. Yeah, well, I think, like, Waterford against either, like, Limerick or Galway, I'd be saying Limerick or Galway would beat Waterford. But I think they just have... Lately, they have a bit of, um, I think the last time I kind of seen them actually play was in Turles and uh, Waterford just had that little bit of extra edge and a little bit of extra hunger. So I think, especially when they play Kilkenny, they kind of, they seem to kind of, lately anyway, seem to kind of raise their game compared to playing other teams. So I think they just like like playing Kilkenny. Yeah, they like kind of, you know, like sticking it to the cats and because they were kind of like, Kenny like trampling over them for years and years and they gave them, gave them a hide and then all Ireland finally you know so they're well up for like trying to beat them and get in their faces and stuff like that so um I think that's that's going to be a really close game and then the Limerick and Galway game like that's going to be like either someone makes a mistake or someone scores a brilliant free or a brilliant uh, point in the last minute like so both games are like too close to call really to be honest with you but um if I was a betting man I would say uh Maybe Waterford will beat Kilkenny and Limerick will beat Galway. Ooh. I think you're going to be going completely against what TJ is, is going to go for here. Good, good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I picked England and he picked Wales, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think England will win. Make that clear straight away. Um, yeah, no, there are two cracking semi-finals. I mean, uh, Kilkenny, Waterford, I... Had a feeling Watford would make these stages. I won't lie. I know Liam Caldwell uh, from a previous job I was in, and he's really a committed manager, and he really has Watford taken over. Well. I think Watford would be secretly happy. Liam Cal would have been happy coming up sharply for Pines to Limerick in the Munster final, and they would have learned a great deal from that. So I think, yeah, I think that should be a cracking game. Um, and... Yeah, Watford with a lot more to do. I mean, they're after learning a lot this year in a short space, and I think that experience could really boost them um, going into the match tomorrow. You're a betting man. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd go Kilkenny. I, I wish I could do an each way on another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go Kilkenny Limerick, but. I won't be surprised if it's Kilkenny Galway. That's that's the only way I can sum it up. I think it will. I I think me brains tell me Kilkenny Limerick, but um, I would not be one bit surprised if Galway scrape home be a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, boys. I was just uh, I was actually just thinking there as you were saying it. Um, like obviously Waterford have come on a lot in the last how many years, but like. Wouldn't you absolutely love to see John Milan playing with this Waterford team, lads? I definitely. I just love John Milan. Though. Yeah. Oh, boys! Yeah, like there is, there's just there's no one like him on the pitch anymore. And I think it was kind of in around him retiring that I was just like, I think I'm done with hurling, lads. That's it. That's me gone. Good luck. He's um, brilliant on the radio though as well. If he's ever commentating on a game, he is absolutely like he's poking every ball with him. Like he's just he gets so excited and he just I like he's even better like on the commentary. Like I'll I'll let I'll let you know when he's on commentary next time. He's just he's awesome. Yeah, yeah he, he's the exact same off of the commentary as he is on it. I mean, I know John Milan. He used to call into uh, where I worked in Watford, and he's actually the same as Legend. You love them coming in to chat Ireland to, and he'd take the time, even though he'd be busy, to chat Ireland for an age. He's actually a legend, and it's a real pity that if Watford did go really far, that the likes of John Milan and Paul Flynn and Ken McGrath and all of those 
could maybe mistake like but yeah he's the legend and the <laughs> he's so committed to the commentary as well like it's just deadly yeah yeah um, just speaking of legends there TJ um, I do think you you wanted to bring up uh, kind of the passing of two two great Kenny hurlers there yeah no there were sad news during the week uh, two Kilkenny hurlers the former Kilkenny greats died within a day of each other uh, Dennis Heaslip in October and Bally Hill Shamrocks would have played for Kilkenny in the 50s and into the late 60s. Yeah, he played 57, 64. Um, anyone that knew Dennis Heaslip, he was an absolute gentleman. Uh, there was an article actually came out in September um, and he was compared to DJ Carey only faster. And he's, um, I know he was a just absolute gentleman. There was actually a film uh, came out in the 50s called Rooney. And there's a goal fee- or a hurling match featured in that. And it was actually a goal that Dennis Heaslip got in the nineteen fifty seven championship that was featured in that film. And he was just an absolute legend. And another was Harry Ryan from Clara. Um he died during the week as well. He was a brother to Lester and um Johnny Ryan uh, from Clara. It'd be an uncle uh, to Lester that played for me recently as well. And yet he was a great, he played for Kilkenny from 83 to 93. And yeah, no, it's, it's sad actually leading up to the semi-finals tomorrow that two greats that done the Kilkenny jerseys sadly passed away. Yeah, sad news indeed. And yeah, sincerest condolences to your know, both families. Uh, and then like, you're not quite sharp, but then there, there's all... Also news in the soccer world of another legend that died, you know, Diego uh, Maradona. Uh, to be honest, I'd, like, I, I'd know of the name I, and like, you know, that says a lot for me. But um, I know me talking about it wouldn't do it justice. So like, Robbie, do you want to take over? Or DJ, do you want to chat about this hero here? Or i let Robbie take this one to start anyway. Um... Yeah, I suppose like his like uh, his career like was kind of um, like I wouldn't have watched much of his career, but he like when you can look back at his highlights and I think he's kind of like he's one of those people that like he becomes almost defines kind of uh, certain aspects of soccer like the kind of the num like when people talk about the number ten role like they're getting a player in who's going to play this number ten role the creative sort of role like that's the Maradona role if you know what I mean so he, he kind of defines that position if you know what I mean and uh, I know he's kind of said that he is the number 10 for Argentina he'll always be the number 10 for Argentina and that, like he's saying that and there's Messi who's number 10 as well so that's kind of how confidently he's kind of saying that you know so and it's just his whole persona and he's just like even outside of the soccer world he's like a controversial figure and he's just kind of an all-around kind of le- legend and kind of icon really you know like in terms of his playing career, I didn't I didn't watch it. So when people are saying like, "Oh, is he the greatest player of all time?" Like honestly, I can't say yes or no because I didn't watch enough of him to say to say that, you know. But uh, yeah, kind of almost transcends the game. He's uh, an icon, you know. Yeah, I tell you what, anyway, Robbie, you did a lot more justice than uh, than what I would have said about him. Uh, <laughs> TJ's right there. You want to uh, you want to add on or? Are we just going to leave the legends where they are and be better? Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with everything Robbie said there. He he was kind of the, the dream player in the sense that he came from a rough upbringing and he he never forgot his he never forgot the, the poverty that he dealt with in his in his childhood growing up. I mean there he was just a genius and I don't think I could do him any more justice. Um there, there were it, like people were saying he was nearly like two characters. The only thing I can sum it up with is uh, Ian Rush done a tribute to him for his 60th birthday last month, and the reply that Maradona gave to Ian Rush, who was a former Liverpool great, is um, just mutual respect. Like, and that's the only way to describe it. That Maradona, everything he done. He recognised the talent that was there, and he said, "Team Rush here, I would love him to play with you." 
the I think that sums up the character, controversial or not. I mean, you can't take away the greatness of him. I, like Robbie, I wouldn't have seen him playing, but once you see kind of the videos and that would have been around, um, yeah, I, I don't think I could do him any justice, being honest. Yeah, well, uh, well, there you have it, folks, anyway. Somehow, with TJ, I managed to bring that back around to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, so before, before uh, look, I think that's, that's kind of the best bit of justice we're going to do that. That's what, anyway. So, to pick up the mood a bit, lads, because I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm not far off the tier after talking about all this. Uh, to pick up the mood a bit, we're going to go with our picks of the week. So, we've actually got a bit of feedback on this and, like, kind of our Netflix recommendations and our kind of music albums and shit like that. Um, you know, people are actually kind of saying, just Joe Hot, that was actually good, or, you know... Um, Fucking Zed Wolf was he decent, but then again, a lot of people were like, "How do you listen to that shit?" And uh, Robbie, I still, I still haven't listened to your man that you said. What, what's his name again? Chris, For Chris I said the third time. What's his name? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. He's, I'm he's reading this thing. He looks like a legend. He's got he wears a big, uh, big cowboy hat. He's got a big massive beard, and uh, he just he's not around great dude. Yeah, like honestly, you have me hooked by the way he looks, and like, yeah, I don't know why I, like, I don't know why I haven't listened to him yet. He's awesome. He sings the song yeah. uh, "Tennessee Whiskey" is probably his most well-known song, so uh, uh, a good place to start, anyway. That's the new okay, album. Is awesome. That's that's all, also wrote down, so it is. Um, so I'm going to start off on here with my kind of pick of the week, and I'm going to go with a series that's on. Netflix. So it's actually quite a short one, lads, because it's um, two seasons. It's four episodes per season, and they're actually only 20-minute episodes. But you will be laughing for a full 20 minutes. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's just man-like, man-like movie. It's a great show. I, I just get in and watch it and have a laugh. Like, myself and the housemate just sat down and, and watched the two seasons in one sitting. Like, it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, that's about the only thing I know how to describe it is man like Mobin. So, uh, Tila, do you have a pick of the week, or am I going to have to say another, uh, give another pick? Yeah, no, um, actually, going to, anyone knows me, it's a strange one, but it's actually a book this week. Um, I read uh, Rory's stories uh, by Rory O'Connor. Do you know um, Rory's stories on Facebook? Um, I'm, I'm Irish TJ, of course I know him. <laughs> just in case, just in case you didn't know the semi-final was on, so I had to just clear that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's an actual brilliant book. It really is. He goes through where he considered himself a failure in school and to be where he is now and the way he used GEA as his motivation to the way he lived his life that he saw having to be professional on the field was the way you'd have to be in life. And it, it's actually a brilliant book. I read it, I read it in a night, a uh, night and a bit next. But uh, yeah, it's a really brilliant book. And I actually kind of chuffed because I never contact anyone like that. And I contacted Rory and said, here, fair play to you for kind of going in depth in the book. He was on about the depression he was suffering and how he came through it. And, he used sport as a factor to get kind of get through his depression. And then he went in about the, the gambling addiction he had, where he kind of hid it from people, but yet it was impacting on his life. And the way he explained it and how he came through it, I think it was a real kind of a real tribute. And he came out and said that the videos actually came about trying to get rid of his gambling addiction that he put his addiction was um, creating content for Facebook and then went into his sold out Flickr Street show last year. So yeah, it's a really brilliant book. If anyone didn't read the glory stories, my unexpected self-belief, I think it's really worth a read. Yeah, sounds pretty good actually, PJ. Uh, you, see, you read it in like a night and a half. How many pages was there? Uh, I, I read it on... Roughly. 
240, I think it was about 240, 50 pages. So it took me, I say about, I say six or seven hours in total taking breaks in between, but yeah, no, it's fucking a free now. Tita, that would take me fucking six or seven weeks. Never doubt yourself, Neil. Never doubt yourself. Uh, man, that's that's not doubting myself. That's being like, that's like really ambitious. That's the word. Thanks, Robbie. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Robbie, we can put across it. Is there pictures? What? <laughs> you get it done faster then. <laughs> can I colour in the pictures or are they already coloured in? <laughs> I, I actually, no joke, I think it's on an audio book as well. I made a mistake. I got the kind of the hard copy in a sense, if you consider that on phone. But I think there's an audio version as well if people want to listen to it in the car when they're finished listening to our podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah. Nice little plug there, TJ, my man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Robbie, do you have a pick of the week or... What's yeah, I'm kind of looking through my what I have on my list for on Netflix there, and uh, there's a movie there that I've seen before, uh, but it's a brilliant movie. It's called uh, Birdman. I think it was up for some uh, Academy Awards when it was released, uh, but it's kind of set in like um, kind of a musical theater sort of a, or a sort of scenario. But the great thing about it is it's all done in one take, or it's done in essentially kind of two takes where. It just kind of it starts off with the camera and it just kind of follows the characters, if you know what I mean, and kind of meets up with different people and just it's all just in one take and it's just really kind of uh, really well done. And there's uh, Michael Keaton is in it as well. And there's also kind of just random kind of uh, big cast in this sort of thing, you know. But um, definitely worth a watch if you haven't uh, caught it already. Uh, Birdman, it's, uh, and it makes kind of references almost to you know, I mean, Michael Keaton was Batman and how. Like in in the uh, in the kind of movie or whatever, he used to be this character called Birdman, and he was quite successful, and he's trying to re- resurrect his career. So it almost kind of has kind of a little bit of parallel with kind of his real life scenario, having played like a major superhero as well. So it's kind of kind of cool reference in it. Yeah, yeah. So it actually sounds pretty decent, Rob. And uh, yeah, again, I've just wrote that down. So like, I think every, everything you said to me today, I've just wrote it down. And I'm actually going to. Gonna watch you it. Uh, yeah. You forgive me for slipping the there, Birdman. Yeah. Ah, uh, nearly. You're nearly there. You're nearly off the hook, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I let it, I let it go when we actually hit that forty minute episode, and uh, you know, just so I, I, I listened to more. TJ actually sent a, a message into the group chat there to say we've eight minutes left, and that was about two minutes ago. I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, so we've six minutes left, lads. Um, I think we'll we'll just uh, we'll chat about November and then we'll come back to the high ball. So, uh, TJ, how's your mo going, bud? Yeah, it's it's going okay now. Uh, I'm still two minds over. It, I won't lie to you. What? Okay, I'll keep TJ, it, keep it, TJ. I, I think it suits you, man. Definitely keep it. It's I, I don't know. It's it's I I, I usually yeah I did grow a beard in odd time, but it was only for. A week or two, kind of way. Actually, I might, for the crack, I might put it out, see if we put it out on Instagram on the poll or something. Should I, should I shave or yeah. should I leave it, kind of way? Uh, should I think I, you should leave it. Poll out. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just can't take with lads. I don't know. Maybe maybe it might grow on me, literally. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's um, strange having it like on your face or anything, no? Or you feel kind of weird with it or? Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I, I kind of, the funny thing is I kinda of like it looking at it, but I don't like kind of wearing it in a sense. That might seem strange. I, I just find it weird. It's itchiness thing go yet like I I'm after using flea powder, I don't know how many times it but it doesn't work like but uh we'll see Get like a beard oil, get a beard oil man. Sorry? Get like a, a beard oil and just put a few drops into it. That'll help the degeneration. Yeah. yeah, just massage it in. You'll love it. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should definitely like maybe leave it till end of December and see if you like it then. Because like yeah. it, by by then it'll be there so long that like you'll have forgot that it's there basically, but at the same time it is still there. And like 
if there's any bit of advice I'm going to give you, and uh, explicit content coming up, uh, guys, here, it's an absolute <laughs> moth magnet. Simple as. <laughs> Lads, <laughs> need one. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> so you need to tone it down, Liam. You need to tone it down a bit. Like, I kept that clean enough, lads. Let's be honest. I kept that clean enough. I could have said something a lot worse. That's true. Well, let's Very true. Be and wouldn't be any harm having something else in your arsenal. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think yeah, I think you should definitely keep it. It really suits you, man. Um, so even yeah, beside even yeah. So Robbie, uh, how's how's your kind of your sixty k going? I know myself. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. This, 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 this is becoming a big thing in in all our episodes that you just cut me off. So, just run with it. <laughs> like, come on, we're trying to do this on like a Zoom call. Like, so there's a bit of a delay and stuff like that. Sometimes you just talk a lot of shit, so I have to jump in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm two k behind. I'm uh, I've done my two k a day. Well, but I actually did a ten k cycle on Monday. So I don't know if that counts. So I'm either 8k up or I'm 2k behind. I think you're, you're 2k behind, man. 2k behind. So I'm trying so to you're make probably like you're you're yeah you're 2k behind is still probably a lot further than me. Like I know I I keep forgetting to fill out uh, that thing to say how far you've done, and like I say, I've only filled in maybe about 30 30k of it. And like the last time I went near it was about two weeks ago. So, uh, uh, but like I'm definitely getting it in, getting it in, like between all the walking and doing work, and then like I do go for a small run the evening as well. So I think, uh, I think I should be there, there about. But I'd, I'd say you're, you're, you're definitely a bit ahead of me anyway. Yeah. Well, I think I find it good because like if I, if I find if I don't go for a walk or a jog, that, um, I don't I don't hit my ten thousand steps, so it's kind of like I like to kind of, especially kind of with lockdown, I kind of like to hit the ten thousand steps just to kind of be active or whatever. So if I don't go for the walk, I don't I don't hit the, the ten thousand steps. So it's kind of it's good to kind of take me uh, into that ten thousand bracket. So and it's also good kind of nice headspace, get out of the house and you know twenty fifteen twenty minutes go for a walk and especially when it's a bit of sunshine, it's nice to get out of the house. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, clear the head. Yeah, happy days. And um, would that would like would the walk get you away from the kids for a while? Would you, you just get to absolutely take in a bit of nature, peace and quiet, or would you take all, all the children with you or the missus as well? Sometimes we bring the kids, and uh, we just end up kind of telling each other jokes, and it's like it's good. It's a good laugh, actually, you know. So and as well, like because when they get home from school, it's it's dark pretty quickly, you know. So kind of you kind of have to get out straight away, or else it's dark, you know. Yeah. So it, is, it is a kind of a nice yeah. little kind of. Uh, Kind of bonding, kind of catch up with them. But other times I do go like just in the morning first thing, like especially if the weather is kind Hurry of. Hurry up, Robbie! We have like ten seconds left. We have ten seconds, Robbie. Hurry up! I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> done. Done. All right. Cool. So, uh, let's uh, take a break and we'll chat to you in about two, three minutes. Cool. Perfect. Cool. Good luck. Click. Good luck. Good luck. Hello, lads. How we know? We uh, enjoy our um, our little tea break there. Slash five minute cut off time. Robbie, what to do? Like we all we all know tea is. We all know tea. Don't cut across me, Robbie. <laughs> we all know uh, we all know tea do is getting slaved away behind the scenes. But uh, oh, myself and yourself to get uh, a couple of minutes there to do what we want. So I'm going to let you speak now, Robbie. What did you do? Thanks, Liam. Are you finished talking? May I? May I? Uh, I'm. Talk? I'm done, man. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I. I. I'm trying to update her. It's all you, bud. Thanks. 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 Uh, yeah, I just. I was kind of flat out on the tea there. I would be afraid to even touch. Even I like. I'm kind of muting my mic and I'm taking a sip of tea and I'm like, I feel guilty, Liam, catch me. So uh, <laughs> I just getting all my tea drinking uh, done during the break. Yeah, done off screen, my man. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm like quite delighted that you're actually um, taking it on board and like that. Like, we're no longer going to have to hear slurps of tea. I'm all about self improvement, you know. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to not cut across you. Yeah, cool. Sorry, lads. I was just kind of communicating there with my housemate. We're like, 
he's here cooking dinner. I'm here doing a podcast. We're trying to be really quiet off screen. So professional set back on. Sorry? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Chicken and bacon yeah. tartellinis. Ooh, fancy. With, with, with red pesto. Absolutely fancy. I remember that jingle, Robbie, years ago. I feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> oh, I'll leave, leave nice. the young for that. <laughs> he just, uh, he just uh, said it there as well, lads. He has uh, steak burgers there too. So, and some seasoning that I can't hear because I have the headphones in. So, lads, absolutely arousing. Yeah, sure. Lads, look, before, before we get sidetracked there, because I'm, I'm absolutely fucking drooling. Yeah, and we have gone over our 40-minute episode, and I'm pretty sure the toy show is going to be starting soon. So, um, yeah, TJ, you, you told me that um, I made an absolute fuck-up there. Not only did I forget the All-Ireland uh, men's semi-finals, I also forgot the Camogie semi-finals. Also, they are... All Ireland as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, t- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd let you off. There's no point. I was going to say here. Yeah, there's no, there's no. Sorry. I know, I was going no, to no. let you off that you didn't make the balls up, but when you admitted it yourself, that's grand. Like, so. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's all about being honest here, isn't it? Like, yeah, as, as Robbie said, it's self improvement. And, uh, yeah, I have to be critical of myself. But yeah. uh, as I said, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about hurling or camogie, so uh, I'll let you take it away. Who's playing? What's the story? What's uh, If you're a betting man, then what's, uh, who's the winners? Yeah, two big um, All-Earn Camogie Senior semi-finals tomorrow, both on television, which is brilliant, um, on RT2 from half 12 tomorrow. Uh, the first game's Cork versus Kilkenny. Um, Nothing really to say about this, only one of the biggest rivalries over the past few years going back, not only generations, but I mean the past decade. Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I think this is about seventh seventh or eighth time that Kilkenny are after clashing with Cork, either in the final or semi-final. Yeah, it's a big game for Kilkenny and the Rebel... Rebelettes are out. They're having the edge over Kilkenny the past couple of years. Um, Kilkenny under new management, Brian Dowling, Cork under Paddy Murray for the past number of years. It's going to be a close game. Um, Jesus, I, I don't want to predict this one, lads. I really don't. And because I'm after being involved with Kilkenny Camogie for so many years. But um, I think it could be the game of the weekend. And... If Kilkenny play to their full potential that we know that's there, I think they could have a really good day below in Park and Creeve tomorrow. Um, and Dalton, Denise Gall, uh, Colette Dormer, all real season players, Davina Tobin, all of that. If they can keep Katrina Mackey and Amy O'Connor quiet, which is easier said than done, they score 3-3 against Clare in the quarterfinal. If they can do that, Kilkenny are well underway. Uh, but... I don't want to call it, lads. I really don't. My heart says Kilkenny, um, but I just have a fear there with Cork. I really do. Anyway, uh, the second semi-final, Scalway versus Tipperary. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Liam. Oh, no. Stay going. <laughs> Stay going, boy. <laughs> yeah, the second semi-final, Rain Noller and Champion Scalway against Tipperary. Uh, miss out on semi-final, or sorry, an all-earned final place for Kenny last year, Tipperary. Um, Tipperary, good underage talent coming through. They're a bit of boding well into the senior squad. I think it's a step too far uh, this year for Tipperary, so I fancy Galway to progress through. That's on at quarter past two tomorrow as well. And just before I hand back, there's another semi-final on tomorrow. It's uh, ladies football, and Robbie would have an interest in this. Dublin versus Ireland. 4.30, and can't see anyone bar Dublin in that game. Super Blues got to win. Yeah, so so what you're saying is it's going to be an all-blue uh, final in terms of the football. It's going to be Dublin 
in the men's and the women's. Oh yeah, Dublin for the double. I can't see anyone coming close to either. Uh, Cork maybe might make it difficult for Dublin, but um, no, I think it's a Dublin double again. Fucking dubs, huh? <laughs> Go on the dubs. Finally, <sighs> you, do. you have that fence wore out, you do. <laughs> I, I can't call Cork for Kenny lads. I just can't. I, I'm too passionate about it. Uh, so it's a. Um, yeah, I have to be biased on that one, lads. I just have to. Yeah, yeah. not not only like, uh, like it's so tough to call given the history that's there. Like, and not only with say Camogie, it's there with the hurling as well. Like, Cork uh, has been say, let's give it the one true rival of Kilkenny. Like, you know, it's always a step a step above. Like, it's always a great game. You know, between Cork and Kilkenny, whether it's men's or women's or whatever but like uh yeah like it can't be called uh yeah so lads we'll bet on and uh i think it can't be an episode hosted by myself without you know, going a bit off the cuff and you know let's go fucking with the system so it said like normally it's the host does the high ball and that's what it is it's the host's high ball uh except tonight um out of laziness and uh, yeah, 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 it's just laziness. Lads. <laughs> I didn't prepare a high ball, but uh, I said it to you beforehand, Robbie, and you said you do have a high ball. So I'm going to pass this over to you. I'm going to fuck with the system, pass it over to you, and you're going to go with the high ball. Okay, Sweet. so this is going to be uh, kind of a, a deep subject, kind of all about relationships. Oh, I'm going to take a seat. So. Yeah, take a seat. Sit your ass down, boy. So basically, um, I just got to thinking, you know, the likes of Ed Sheeran and, and, and uh, Taylor Swift, they're always kind of writing songs about um, like people they've been in relationships with. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And like, just wondering, like, would that make you think twice about kind of getting involved with somebody if they were kind of like writing songs about kind of, you know, they could potentially be writing a song about you and maybe, like say, like just a hypothetical situation, you're going out with this person for a while, and you're having a bit of an argument. How tempted would you be to say, oh, "Why don't you put that on your next album?" You know what I mean? So I just like. Would you, would you, like <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that if I'm ever going out with Ed Sheeran, and uh, you know, we have an argument, we're we're just about done. At the end of it, I get snippy. I turn around and say, "Hi, you, you ginger." Try that in your next album. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Put that yeah. in your next album, you prick. Put that in your next album. So would it make you think twice about um, getting in a relationship with someone if they were kind of, you know, you're writing songs about your relationship and you could potentially become a song or would it actually go the other way? Would you be like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind being like uh, in a top 10 uh, single. Yeah, would you? I, would, yeah <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a top 10 single. What would I put it? <laughs> so, uh, so Liam, would you would you would you make it think twice or would you go for it? That'll jump in on the high ball. This is what's happening. But like, like I don't know. I think it's even gone out with someone. Like, um, I'm lost for fortune. Fuck you, man. <laughs> like, so you know, just considering all that, you know, what it makes sense. How would you feel though if, like, you know, you got into a relationship and then you just broke up and then there was a song about you, you know, it was like number three on the Irish charts or whatever, number 11 in the world Spotify uh, playlist or whatever? Like, how would you feel about that? Like, she's singing about you being a prick, like, even though you like, you may or may not be a prick, I've never been in a relationship with you, PJ, I don't know, but how would you feel about that? Well, there's the saying, there are no pub, er, there are no bad publicity in a sense. So I mean, good publicity for the podcast, maybe. Exactly. I mean, if if could be sponsorship, actually, if Jennifer Lopez wants to take a plunge and ask me out, go ahead, anting for the podcast. But uh, I, <laughs> seriously, um, I don't know. Like, I'd be, I'm terrible that way. That if they were even a flinch of something like that, that it could be about you. I'd, be, I'd get embarrassed straight away. I'd, 
all joking aside, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Um, and maybe maybe you could do a kind of a post-nuptial agreement for their relationship that you get them to sign here. If it goes fair shape, they don't write a song about it. <laughs> well, like that wouldn't be like a great sign for the relationship. You're like, hey, you know, I love you, and let's 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 get married or whatever. We just signed this this contract that says you won't write write a song about me if I'm turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> well, be a bit of a red flag, you know. Well, one sure thing, lads. If Adele asked me out, it'd be definite not, because I mean, <laughs> albums out a heartbreak and bad relationships. So. <laughs> Same with Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, like they've kind of they've made money off of uh, splitting up with people, and Adele as well. Yeah, here I'm going to fire this one over to Liam when I think of an answer, actually, because Liam thinks it's a bit easy there, so let him deal with the pain. Go on, Liam. How was the feel with you when there was a song about you? It was called uh, "My Night with Dreamy" or something. Or <laughs> well, yeah. You know, if we're if we're going to use that title, I think that sounds like a good a good song. That doesn't sound like a a, a bad kind of publicity right there. I miss you, Dreamy, uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, like it's a tough one to answer, isn't it? Because like I know I'm never going to be in that spot. I'm actually going out with a snip, so. Uh, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Never know. Like. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Um, Do you think that's why a lot of celebrity relationships don't work out though? Because there's kind of that whole like creative side where you know, if someone has a row with somebody, go on. I'm not sure. It, like, I think why a lot of celeb relationships don't work out is because they are they're both a personality. Like, so they both want to be in the spotlight. So it's like it's that bit weird. One of them gets you know a bit more in the limelight than the other, and like it's just clashing personalities, really, isn't it? Like they're both like I, I'd say that's why a lot of them don't work out. Um, in terms of them writing a song about me, I don't think I'd like that because I. You know, even if like it came out that no one ever knew um, who the song was about or what it was about, um, you'd still know. Uh, like you, you, you'd obviously feel fairly shit about it. Like I know you'd be like, "A song's about me and it's number one." Yeah, you know? a bit of pride there, but then it's also like you a bit of pride, a bit of pride with that tear going down your cheek. You know, you'd be there in the pub with the lads. You'd be like, you "Hear that song? That's about me. That's about me." Yeah. Hi, lads. I made that song. <laughs> I made that song happy. Come here to tell you when I was with Taylor Swift. Yeah. You are what, Liam? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't think I'd like it. That's, that's, that's my answer. Yeah, fair enough. So TJ, is a, it's a definite yes or a definite no from you? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd like it. It's all joking aside. I mean, you have fancies or whatever, but I, I don't think I could do it. I mean... Uh, your relationships in the public are like, I mean, and I mean, things should stay in the house, and no matter what will happen, their agents or their publicists or whatever for publicity could put your name through the gutter. Like, and yeah, I know, honestly, I don't think I could. If you could kind of keep it away, which from the limelight, I'd nearly rather that than be full force in the limelight. And then things to turn shit like so. Yeah, it's a no from me, lads. Yeah, okay. Robbie, what's what's your answer on this one? Yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of you know, in a hypothetical uh, scenario, like you know, could could get into like that relationship, but then you would be kind of overthinking it at the same time. You'd be kind of like you know, anytime you had a bit of a row or you know, that sort of thing, you'd be like. Is this going to turn yeah. into an album? Would you be yeah, false yeah. then? Would you be kind of like trying to make things kind of better just so you don't end up like, you know, in the charts or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a messy situation anyway, for sure. Yeah, it's a tough one answer. The soft, soft no. Soft no. Soft no. <laughs> well, that's a copy of Christmas number one, 2021, so... There you go. That's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to think about what your your uh, a song about you would be called. We'll think about that for the next time. Maybe. Ooh. Well, I think you you kind of nailed mine on the head, haven't you? 
Dreamy Leamy. Dreamy Leamy. That's, yeah, that's, that's the title. Dreamy Leamy. I kind of want to be a macho man. Macho man. Macho man. Macho man. You need a bit, you know, it's, it's meant to be a sad song either, so you, you know, it needs to be able to, to roll off the tongue in an emotional way. Dreamy Leamy. Well, it'd be a but second. even worse though, like, when you bring up the Christmas number one, like, what if it was like Christmas number one and like it just got replayed every Christmas? That every was, Christmas, yeah. yeah. Be like, yeah. Uh, Michael Bublé. Last <laughs> Whatever you do, don't it's... go out with Michael Bublé. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. You, yeah, you never live that one down. You know? You'd be like, oh, I'm just over this. Christmas rolls around. Michael Bublé pops up his little hole in the ground. <laughs> Unless it's fairy tale in New York, lads. If it's that type of song. I mean, would you mind it? Uh, is that an over? I think, I think we're, we're, we're starting to overanalyze here, lads. And we're definitely going well over our 40 minute episode. So I'm going to cut it off there. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> I blame the host on a high wall, right? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you handed me like an over 40 minute episode anyway. So when the high wall was there. Yeah. So, oh, no. yeah. Lads, it's getting close to. The toy show time. I still have to run to the shop for my sweeties. So um, we call it there. We're going to say a massive thanks for listening. You know, you've just listened to what, about 50, 55 minutes of us rambling on and talking absolute waffle. So um, yeah, just get in contact with us if you liked it. And uh, that's, that's it. This has been the Two Hands in the Heart podcast, episode 17. I think I wrote it down earlier there. Yeah, I checked it out. Yeah, episode 17, lads. Yo. And yeah, good luck. Pleasure, lads. Okay. Hey, boys. Good luck. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Click. 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 Good luck. Click. Stop recording.